Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sarah, you're going to be so proud of me. I've started going to the gym. Have you really? Serena, I am very impressed. Please, can you give me some tips? Because I've been finding it so hard to get up in the morning if I'm not teaching, especially now it's really cold and dark outside. I just want to stay in bed. My sneaky little secret is that I treated myself to some sweaty Betty power leggings. Have you tried them yet? Do you know what? I actually have. I've been wearing them for my yoga practice and I have to say they have been making me feel bloody great. They're high-waisted, so everything is just really tucked in. And if you're really supported by them, I could not recommend them enough. They're amazing, aren't they? They feel literally like a second skin. So I just jump out of bed, slip straight into them, and pop off to the gym feeling super confident and comfy. Sweaty Betty are kindly letting Kitchen Club listeners in on my early morning secret and offering you 20% off to spend online. All you have to do is simply enter the code Kitchen Club at the checkout and we can all try and motivate each other on these darker mornings with the help of our Sweaty Betty clothes. Thank you so much, Sweaty Betty. Thanks, Sweaty Betty. And see you all in the gym in your power legs. Hello and welcome back to Kitchen Club with me, Serena Lauf, and my co-host, the lovely Sarah Malcolm. Hello. Kitchen Club is the weekly podcast that brings you conversations from our kitchen table. Each week brings a new guest, a new area of expertise to get stuck into, and a new recipe created with our guests' three all-time favourite ingredients. We also ask our guests to share their healthy habit, which is something that they use daily to enhance their well-being. And we will chat to them a little bit about that. In this episode, we speak to Georgie and Grace, who are the Elements Project. The Elements Project is a five elements acupuncture clinic providing ancient acupuncture for the modern mind. Patients come to them with a variety of issues from insomnia and anxiety to IBS and fertility, all hoping to regain balance and optimum health. This was a really interesting one for me because I'm an acupuncture virgin and knew absolutely nothing about it. So it was really, really cool to talk to the girls and learn so much more. It's really eye-opening. I'm also obsessed with talking to them because they are my acupuncturists and they've helped me a lot. So I'm really keen to help them spread the word and to have them answer all my questions about what it is they're doing when they treat me like a (laughs) pincushion. The girls' combined favorite ingredients were sultanas, pine nuts, and aubergine. And their healthy habit was a really cool one, which some of you were probably doing without even knowing it. If you want the recipe that we make the girls, head over to our Instagram at Kitchen Club Podcast, where you'll see them all there. So without further ado, Kitchen Club would like to welcome Georgie and Grace from The Elements Project. 
Grace and Georgie. Welcome to Kitchen Club. Hiya. Hiya. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming, gals. Yes. We've got two guests today, not one, which is super exciting. Serena and I are already panicking about talking over each other, as you can probably hear. But welcome, girls. How are you both doing? Very well, thank you. Very well. Just had a lovely meal made by Serena. I think I'm the fullest I've been in a long time. Yeah. And actually, Serena, I was just saying when we were eating that um, that was possibly my favourite recipe so far on the pod. I'm, I'm interested by that. It wasn't quite how I expected it. It was absolutely delicious. Um, girls, do you want to talk us through the three ingredients that you gave us? Which is quite hard, yeah, very considering hard. you had to make them work for both of you. Yeah, no, very, no, very true. What did we choose? We chose <laughs> aubergine, sultana and pine nuts. Yeah, good choice. So sultan- sultanas were grace. And yeah, I love sultanas and savoury food. I always think it makes it a little bit more tasty. That's a real love or hate one. Sweet and savoury. Dried fruit and savoury. Mm. Mm. I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah, turned out pretty well. It did. What about the others? Uh, what we've got, aubergine is my personal fave, just because it's, I don't know why, I just love it. I just think it's delicious and it's quite meaty almost in its texture. And you can just do it with lots of, lots of things. Um, and pine nuts, always. A little bit on top, always delicious. So should I tell you what we had? I mean, you guys know what we had. <laughs> tell everyone. We had... Know. An aubergine pine nut feta bake in like a tomatoey sauce with spinach and sultanas and spring onions with some mashed new potatoes with olive oil. They were so good, can I just say? Yeah, I like that type of mash. Odd box. Wow. Odd box veg. Odd box potatoes. Yeah. What's odd box? What's odd box? (laughs) Odd box is, so you know Riverford and Abel and Cole and all the veg delivery boxes. Mm -hmm. Odd box is like that. But they use wonky veg and surplus veg that would otherwise go so in the, the bin. Yeah, the ugly that, veg that they don't they don't sell. Very innovative. So it's cheaper than all the other ones, mm-hmm. and you're being super eco by buying it. Yeah, and they yeah. tasted great. I mean, I don't it's know why delicious. they'd ever be not used. They're fab. And we had some salad, and that was which that. was also yummy. Yeah, that <laughs> was also yummy. <laughs> Thank you, Serena. No worries. Shall we get into it? Um, so, Georgie and Grace, you are the Elements Project. You're five element acupuncturists. Can you give the listeners a little description of what five elements acupuncture is? And especially what five elements is in comparison to traditional Chinese. And I'm sorry if you can hear the puppy skittering around in the background because she does not sleep when I want her to. (laughs) (laughs) Little is very cute. Okay, so five element acupuncture is the oldest form of acupuncture. So it dates back to sort of two, well, at least to 2,000 years old, some say older. Um, And it is different from uh, TCM, which is traditional Chinese medicine, um, in that we tend to leave the, we don't leave the needles in. So it's not like in the movies where you see someone sort of covered with needles in their back. Needles goes in and out because they're sort of activating the energy rather than sort of like calming it down. Um, And it's based around the law of five elements, which is basically the idea that um, we are part of the cycles of the world, of like nature. So rather than sort of living on top of the world, we're sort of part of nature. And the ancient Chinese saw 
you shouldn't jump in at any point by the way <laughs> that the um, that cycles of the world so mainly if we look at it like the seasons can be dissected into five groups which all have an element and these elements all exist within us and everything else you know that is alive and lives on the planet yeah so they saw it as the whole idea that the micro reflects the macro so they were basically studied what was happening externally in nature and they always saw that nature always strives to come back to balance and harmony no matter how chaotic it is and they were like okay so that's happening outside they're like okay how does that apply within us and they could see that all all life kind of followed a specific a particular pattern or order which we can see through as grace said throughout the seasons you know kind of there's a beginning and end and it keeps going mm-hmm. on and on and on and on and within those in that cycle there are these five elements which have specific kind of energetic qualities to them okay so they're trying to look at okay how does that that nature manifest within us so that's what we're dealing with when we say kind of five element acupuncture wow can I just say that the girls are really directing this at me because <laughs> I know nothing about this. Serena's very clued up on this um, and this is completely brand new to me. So I'm going to find this all super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at you now. Just look at me. No, don't, because I'll feel really overwhelmed. <laughs> you say I'm clued up. I'm not actually clued up. Georgie and Grace both have... Georgie treats me mainly even then when Georgie's away, Grace treats me and I'm nosy so whenever they treat me I ask a million questions so I'm not right I'm not like super knowledgeable but you know a lot more than me I mean I literally know nothing which is great so cool yeah, yeah, great. um yeah. can you girls tell me probably individually Georgia maybe we'll start with you how you got into all of this how you came to find five elements five and, element, yeah um, yeah sure I mean, it, it happened, it was about three, three and a half years ago. No, maybe three years ago. Um, classic quarter-life crisis, just had absolutely <laughs> no clue what I wanted to do. Um, quite a lot of stuff had happened in my life, um, which kind of was a bit, you know, my life was a bit all over the place, very confused as to where I wanted to go. Some events had happened. Um, and I basically fell off a cliff and didn't know what the hell to do went to traditional counseling and therapy and just found it didn't really help it made me even more confused or in my head because I had all these extreme feelings and I didn't know it was like kind of Pandora's box had opened and it was actually one of my best friends who's friends with Grace was like why don't you go see this acupuncturist you know he's been amazing for me he's completely helped me out and I was like, what the hell is acupuncture going to do? I thought that was for shoulder pain or knee pain. Um, but I think at that point, you, know, you don't really care. You just kind of... That's the bone dropping on the floor. <laughs> dramatic effect <laughs> from a zoo. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know you're so desperate. So I, did, I, did, I just went with an open mind. And it was kind of the only thing that brought me back to feeling like me or back to balance, I guess, so to speak. And then it just kind of happened. At this point, I wasn't working. And uh, they were doing this course, the guys that um, I was being treated from, to do a master um, apprenticeship. And then they were like, why don't you do the course? Why don't you train to be an acupuncturist? And I just thought, you know, what the hell, no. (laughs) I can't be an acupuncturist. And then it was just one of those random kind of... uh, 
I'm not going to swear, but I was like, okay, why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> and I did the course. And on the first day, I was like, okay, I can't really come back yeah. from this. I've got to follow this path now. Yeah. And then it was that was it? Yeah, the love affair started. Wow. And yeah. Wow. What yeah. about you, Grace? I mean, quite similar, similar story. I've actually started having a punch. It must be over four years ago now. And I had just gone through, I'd left uni, I'd gone away, I'd had this incredible time, was like on a bit of a high, and then came back to London and was like, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. What do I want to do? Who am I? Which um, is so often the case. I mean, so yeah. often the mm-hmm. case. We hear it all the time, people coming in. Um, and I just really struggled to like find any sense of anything, you know. Life was very grey, is probably my best way of describing it. I wasn't, I wasn't miserable. Like, I wasn't going to, like, I need help, like, beyond... I wasn't sort of looking for, like, therapy or anything like that. I was just like, God, there's, like, no inspiration. There's no, like, what is the point? This is just so boring. And I went and had acupuncture because um, my mum was just like, why don't you go and see her friend Jared, who is a very well-known acupuncturist. And so I went and saw his partner and it literally within two months I was like seeing an HD it was the mm. biggest mind-blowingest <laughs> experience of really? my life yeah especially I come from like a very skeptical background like everyone's very atheist and sort of not closed-minded but just like not open necessarily to this sort of stuff in my family um so I was completely that I was not like expecting it to do anything yeah and then when it did this I was like Christ I really really need to understand this so I then after I then like set up this business in Morocco I was telling you guys about earlier and then in that same year started the course in the same way as like George was saying not actually planning on becoming an no, acupuncturist just wanted to learn like, this is fascinating yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the way a lot yeah. of people start in a profession isn't it they just mm. are keen to know more about about it and want to understand it and then mm. they're like gosh I have to share this with the world mm. yeah no and I think that's why it's so powerful because it's quite subtle you don't really say oh my god this has changed my life it's like okay no I'm so fascinated in this I want to find out more and then once you kind of open the door and find out you're like oh well I can't go back now yeah god yeah. keep exploring wow um, what are the main things that people come to you with I obviously see you for mental health things yes. and I think that that's a pretty big thing for you guys sadly yeah. because everyone seems to have mental health problems these days it's yeah. really on the rise um what sorts of other things do people come to you with oh gosh we kind of treat anything and everything don't Mm. we but I would say the majority of our patients are anxiety 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 which is manifesting itself in many different forms yeah that's the thing lots of things come off anxiety so you have people coming with insomnia or they have IBS and like all of these these aren't separate issues they're all part of one picture um they t- yeah, even things like eczema and hair loss. God, like honestly, it's such a range. Mm. But the, I think we you kind of find your niche depending on like the people who are coming to you. Like our teachers, for example, they they specialise in fertility because that was a loss that the people who are coming to them are really looking for that. But we're actually all doing the same thing, you know. So it's just it just our niche has turned out to be kind of more mental health because I think that's just kind of the, the stage we we're in at at the moment, especially because we're treating kind of 20s, 30-year-olds, and that is just kind of our state at the moment. It's almost like, no, we can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. I was about yeah. to say, do you think that's because you've got quite a young client base? Yeah. I imagine you do, because I know a lot of the people that see you. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of mid to late 20s, early 30s, and it's all very... It's quite, you know, you can't, because everyone is completely unique, but they are kind of 
there's similarities and it's all kind of the same sort of stuff cropping up um and a lot of it is to do with yeah kind of anxiety just not feeling settled in themselves mm, a yeah, lot of people just coming in and being like I don't know what it is I have everything everything should be perfect and they're absolute anxious wrecks yeah yeah am I right in thinking I mean Serena told me this but you your work you don't work to sort of find a cure for people or to make people better per se talk to me a little bit how that work evolves and and sort of what the process is so it's um Rather than being, so it's not, we're not, it's not a quick fix type thing, mm-hmm. right? You're not coming in sort of like, okay, I've got back pain, so it's going to sort out your back pain. What would happen is someone would come in and present with their symptoms and I get migraines and I can't sleep. And what we'd expect to see is that over the course of treatment, those things would start to clear up. They'd happen less frequently, but also at the same time, because what we're doing is rebalancing the whole system, is that everything starts to improve. So things like their energy is better. Um, their, like, just positive positive mental attitude improves. Mm. Um, you know, it becomes this all-around thing. They feel, you know, they feel a little bit physically stronger, mm. um, more resilient. Hopefully, like, things like colds and stuff don't get to them as badly. You know, it's just that overall everything just improves. Well-being. And that's why yeah. it's not a kind of like, OK, now you're done and off you go. Yeah. It's like life continues to happen you're going to still be thrown obstacles. Yeah. It's just about, like, staying on that path, you know, that feels good for you. Mm. The acupuncture just sort of... It doesn't... The acupuncture doesn't do the healing. Like, your body is doing the healing. The yeah. acupuncture keeps you on your path. So you stop... You don't have that lost sense. You don't get isolated or confused. It's just like, OK, this is where I'm headed. Mm. I was about to say, am I right in thinking that, kind of like reflexology, it's not that the acupuncture is curing the symptoms it's like promoting the body's own natural healing process yeah so say some we never ever treat a symptom all the symptom does is just all it does to us is says okay it's an alarm bell that's all it is and it doesn't it would almost be rude to turn off the alarm and not go to the cause mm-hmm. so that's just a symptom for us that just says okay something's gone out of whack here yeah, if you've got something cooking in the oven, the alarm goes up. Yeah. You wouldn't just yeah. leave it, would you? wouldn't, yeah. would you? It's no. mental, isn't it? Um, so that's what kind of differentiates five-element acupuncture or the one that we've specifically trained in. So what we're trying to do in our sessions is, okay, yes, of course, the symptom's important, more to see, okay, does this go as a natural kind of corollary of treatment? But we're looking at, with this, within the five-element system, is that each there's no such thing as perfect. We come into this world as imperfect beings, and each of us will have a weakness or an Achilles heel in one of the five elements. Um, when we're talking about one of, the ele- five, one of the elements that relates to two organs in, in particular. So our job as practitioners is to work out, okay, what is this person's weakness or this person's Achilles heel? Mm-hmm. And is the cause of all this, okay, they might be presenting all the symptoms of, say, the liver, which is a wood ele- element, which is migraines, um, period problems, all these sorts of stuff, but the actual cause is something completely different. So that's kind of what stands us apart as well, doesn't it? Is it any similar to like chakras and yoga? I guess it's so. The imbalances so it's, in but it's, an, it's energies. I guess it's kind of same one, the same thing. That it's yeah. it's energy centers. Also, all these Eastern philosophies are rooted in the same place. They've yeah. all just gone off slightly in different ways. So right. I think if you trace them back far enough, they're all going to be coming from very similar ideologies. Mm-hmm. It's just that they, you know, they've they've morphed and merged into slightly different versions. Yeah, but yeah. There, there will, of course, because I mean, there's lots of. I mean, you see the elements cropping up in all sorts of different. Um, 
spiritualities, I guess you call them. Yeah, yoga, Ayurveda, all that sort of stuff. It's all kind of one and the same. It is, and the goal is just to find balance, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's the same intention always. It's just different ways of getting there. Yeah. Mm. And is there anybody who it wouldn't be appropriate for them to have a treatment? Is Like, are there any conditions you can't treat? Is it okay for pregnant women to come? Well, there are some... We do have, like, a red flag booklet, which I I can't really reel off right now. (laughs) I can't remember (laughs) off the top of my head. Um... I'm sure there are some stuff where we would say, okay, you know, if someone comes in an emergency, you're not. You're I think yeah, if you've got someone who's on death's door and they should be in hospital, you need to take them to hospital. I mean, yeah. but there's, there's, I mean, there's nothing in terms of no, the, age, the acupuncture no, is not going no, to do, no. can't do anything to make you worse or to make you. It can't go the wrong way. You know, mm. it's just about going forward. So if so. someone was kind of on the fence about going for treatment, mm. maybe they were scared of needles, mm. <laughs> maybe they were a little bit disbelieving, or they were like really into their Western conventional yeah. medicine, what would you say to them? Oh, good question. I just said I was there too. <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah. And I'm now an acupuncturist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've all, we've all been there. You can't. I mean, you can't really judge it until you've tried it, can you? And the thing, I mean, if you if you are if you are needle phobic, um, the needles are really thin. It's not like an injection. We're not putting anything inside you. And the benefit this time is we're not leaving them in. So it's you know it's really mm. not that intense. Um, How far into the course that is for people is to decide just... on their own? <laughs> but you have to try it. <laughs> How far into the needle sky? Uh, depends. I'm going to ask all the questions that people are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, depends, depends where it is, but never, never more than a few, like a, a few meters into the body. Yeah. <laughs> right through, straight through the other side. <laughs> and obviously, if you're putting them in your hand, there's only so far they can go. Yeah, right. But your thigh can take a little bit more. Okay. I was going to say, didn't you put some quite deep in my belly the other day? Serena. <laughs> I can't remember which one. Of, no, I think the belly doesn't hurt. No, I can't remember which one of you did my belly. No, but I think that was me, yeah. Um, yeah, they do. I mean, they they don't literally don't go in far at all. They really don't probably... Oh, we can't... You can't see. No. Doing a, but, it, yeah, it's like that. a centimetre. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you so you treat people that are scared of needles and it's fine. And like, I mean, okay, well, if people are terrified, it's unlikely they're going to be turning up for acupuncture. This is true. <laughs> but we definitely have people who are a bit like, I'm a little bit funny about needles. And they're all fine. They, I think they, when they know... This sounds a bit... I think when you have that trust or I and they want they have that will to get better then they're okay I think it's you yeah. about a lot of it's about us kind of more holding the space than anything else and obviously if someone is yeah horrifically you know has a phobia of needles then we just say there are other modes modalities that you can get better and you mm. know acupuncture mm. is just one way um yeah you, know, you should never f- force yourself to do something which doesn't no, feel right exactly. and I think the most important thing is knowing okay does this feel right for me, yeah. it's not our job to try and, you know, to try and really, you know, make, force someone to do something that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And uh, this is all, like, very stupid questions on my yeah. behalf, but do you put needles all over the body or do you work with the element that you're working with? Yes, yeah, so you work with the, ele- yeah. on the element. But right. the elements have different places in the body. Okay. So you'll end up having maybe up to, like, eight needles a session. Right, that's not many. Yeah, exactly, and, and it's one at a time. So lovely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> done. <It's all> done. <laughs> um, yeah, but the where you place the needles completely depends on it's 
it completely depends on the person the element you're trying to isolate and strengthen each treatment as well is like completely unique to the person which is another really fun thing about it like we don't have a book with like this person has migraine so we're going to do these points on them it's completely the person walks in and like we'll have a chat have a conversation with them and judge like what's going on with them it doesn't necessarily need to even be what they think is going on like we have to be able to read that and then you get to choose which points most suited to that and the points are so fantastic i mean that they're, they're yeah, the they most are. fun of it in all of it because they each have like their own purpose and there are 365 of them wow yeah, yeah. can you tell me some of the names some of the That's names are so amazing good. aren't they what we got we've got walking um, on the veranda that's, that's a good where's that that's just <laughs> on your on your chest here. Oh, yeah. gate of hope i like yeah gate yeah of hope. where's that one also quite, quite close to that one that's more like it's, it's, on, the, it's on, on the exit, exit ribs. points for liver we should oh, be videoing yeah. this episode yeah, yeah no we're They're just kind of touching we're to touching ribs. each other <laughs> <laughs> spirits um, burial ground spirit burial that's ground that's a lovely one too. how do you know these because they're ones that Georgie's done to me and I'm nosy, so I And you are excellent memory. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the 365 of them. This is the <laughs> test. <laughs> okay, go, one. <laughs> We're getting there, aren't we, we guys? We are getting there. there. You know, I mean, there are points I think you'll probably never use. Yeah. And there are points you're going to use all the time. Yeah. You, yeah. you almost form a relationship with the points mm. because you see, you need all them and then you see the reaction that the, the patient has and that's, that really, like, you actually learn about the point through that. You're like, okay, so that did that for that person. And the next time someone comes in with a similar type of thing going on, you're like, that's going to be the perfect point. Yeah. And so it's a really amazing watching it grow like that, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's so amazing. I keep drawing back to yoga, but it is a bit like teaching yoga and you sort of mm. resonate with certain postures. Mm, so and you, you and have teach. a relationship with them. Yeah. And that's always evolving as well. So something you might have had seen it in a certain way and two years later it's something it's just well it's not even different it's just kind of deepening your understanding your knowledge of it yeah relationship with it is there any relevance to there being 365 points and 365 days in the year yeah and I think in the sense that like you are your own universe complete cosmos you know and you are in the inner world and the outer world are one and the same yeah I also see that so this is off topic but I see the days of the year in my head as a, as a circle mm. so when we yeah. go from January down to December and then it just circles back well, up yes, to January yes I'm exactly the same really where's your January though because everyone always puts their January it's place to here me. so it's actually kind of a semicircle. so I'm pointing at the top and then it, what, it, at what o'clock 12 o'clock at 12 o'clock on, yeah on a clock and then it sort of goes round, down to six and that's the 6th of December. Yeah. And then it jumps back up to January mm-hmm. so there's no second half of the, of so the clock my face. January is at about uh, what o'clock is that? Four o'clock. But I go anti-clockwise. Oh, I don't know why. I just always have. What does this yeah, say about us? I've always asked people these have, questions. You have linear. When you see the year, is it linear or circular? Circular. I've never really thought about it. Think about it now. Think about I it. think I'm thinking of it linear. That's my immediate. So it just continues on going like a calendar type. I love that you're going down, not across. <laughs> I know. <laughs> why am I down, down, down? Things get worse. Deeper, deeper. Needles going. I think deeper. I'm actually just picturing like a cat, like your bloody eye calendar. You know, just like swiping the cross. Such a millennial. Such <laughs> a millennial. That's tragic, isn't it? I always <laughs> ask that question. Day, week, that. month. Yeah. No. So anyway. back to business. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> when you needle a point, you often burn moxa. Yes. What is moxa? Why do you do that? Does it hurt again? I know the answer to this. I'm asking for the people. Yeah, Serena told me about this earlier, and I well, 
she asked that question. She wrote the question down and I said, what's Moxa? And she was like, you can ask them. Now she's stolen my question. <laughs> it's a herb called Mugwort. It sounds like something else. Harry Potter. Potter. It's a lot of really nice Latin names like Artemis Vulgaris Valhalla. And it's a weed, garden weed, but they dry it. And the oil in it is meant to have a similar vibration to the tea in your body. Yeah. So as you light it, and you basically do a tiny little cone of it on the point, we light it, the incense stick, it burns down, and as it gets warm, the patient says, hot, and we take it off. So yeah. you don't end up burnt and it doesn't hurt. It's actually quite nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some points, actually, you don't even need to needle. You can just mox her. Because it's got that, it brings, it's got that healing property within it. And if you think of it as the heat activates things, doesn't it? Mm. And gets the flow yeah. of energy. And it brings, yeah. so it's like heat draws stuff to it. So what it's doing is bringing energy to the point. Mm. So that when you needle it, the point isn't so like hard and frozen. It's softer, more receptive to the needle. Right. And you have more, it just makes it more punchy. Can you guys show Sarah your burnt fingertips from lifting the moxa off all day, every day? Oh, wow. They, yeah, it looks like, like pinches. smokers. It's like making yeah. rollies with our little finger. It does, yeah, doesn't do. it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. And Serena was telling me, um, Georgie, that you did something to her today. <laughs> um, yeah. You made her stand up, spin around... And then you smelt her. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally this do. is a new technique, no, 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 by the way. Serena knows what we're doing. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't in. normally do this to all patients. We don't usually make them kind of twirl in a figure of eight. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so part of our diagnosis, so as I was saying before about how we don't treat the symptom... So as five-element practitioners, all our training has been to wake up our senses. So the only way we diagnose someone is through colour, sound, emotion and odour. So hence why I was getting Serena to kind of do a little dance for me because I Need was trying, I needed to smell her. <laughs> wow. And, and you, I... you get it more through when, through movement. So basically what it is, it's, it's these vibrations, so to speak, are coming from a specific organ. So when we kind of are more awake, so to speak... Um, we can kind of catch it. And it is a distress signal. It is the that specific element, specific organ saying, like, help me. Um, and it's amazing because when we first started for training, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like, someone smells in that way, which isn't BO. And it is amazing, isn't it, Grace? Like, when you, when you wake up these amazing senses that we've been born with... You like people do stink and really, yeah, but it's not. I mean, they don't, yeah, are you smelling me? <laughs> no, 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 don't worry because it's not, it's not like the smell of their skin, it's the smell of, and I'm sure you actually will all yeah. recognize it. Like, it's the, the smell of the sort of hot air around someone, which might sound a bit weird. If you're like lying in bed with someone and there's just that warm air yeah. that has a smell, and if you smell their skin, they don't smell of that smell, mm. and it's not, it doesn't need to be revolting. We're not talking about like ew, it just, it's like, no, but it alerts you because it is, yeah. it is nature. And the more you tune in to doing that, so as long as it's like if you're using your nose as much as possible, which is part of our training, like constantly have to smell jars of like really horrible things, really gross stuff. Um, you actually do start to pick up on it, and it's the same with the color. Like yeah. with the color we're talking about, sits around the eyes. Um, and at first, I was like, "Shank, I can never see color. What the hell is he talking about? How is that person green? No, they are not green." And yeah. actually, you then start, and they start, it starts to flash at you yeah. and comes up. But wow. it's a light but this thing. is all stuff we kind of know, you know, when, if, 
I don't know if you, someone has liver failure, for example, they smell like a lot of time it can smell a bit like off cheese. And that's the smell you get with wood, which is liver and gallbladder is rancid. And if you think about mm-hmm. it on a physiological level, the liver and gallbladder are processing the fats. And if that's not working properly, then you are going to get that smell. Mm-hmm. Or for water, which is bladder and kidney, you get more of an ammonia. It's actually putrid is the odour. So it smells like piss or kind of, you know, that smell. <laughs> <laughs> so people's, yeah, you get wafts of piss in the well, room. Yeah, or stale water. Stale like water. Sort of... you, you know, like a gym kit when yeah. it's being left overnight, that sort of smell. And things we notice, like say if you're in a, in a ward with people with kidney failure, they go almost like a bluey yeah. colour. So these are all stuff that we do. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it makes sense. It's mm. kind of realistic. It's stuff that we, we know and we see all the time. Um, but it's more that thing, it's the whole thing of waking up, like seeing properly, mm. which is so, we, we don't do, yeah, we just do don't we? use our senses. Our modern lives do not require us to use our senses. Yeah. You really? know, we, we, if you can, if you're like honing these skills from an early, you know, if, if we got children to do this, God, imagine what they'd be able to see and yeah, smell, hear. Yeah. You know, we need yeah. to listen to your voice. We need to hear the, mm. the different like sounds that are coming through in every word you say. Yeah. But you do pick up on that. You some people, we know when things have gone off balance. You you instinctively know someone you love just through the sound of they don't just say anything or just through their face, the color of their face or their voice, how it changes. You pick up on it intuitively. Like you're 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 it's it's prior to words, isn't it? Something that you know kind of within yourself. Um, so that's kind of all our training, which is really mm. hard because obviously the mind wants to get involved and always wants to be right and try and understand it all. Mm. So all our training is just being like, stop thinking, mm. which is really hard. Wow. <laughs> Such a mindful practice as well, just doing, doing the training. Yeah. 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 And it's because you're trying to do two things at once because you are obviously, you've got to honour that person because part of healing, so to speak, is that you're you're there for them and you're listening to them and you're you understand them and you have that authenticity but part of our diagnosis is you're not so much listening to the story and the content but in terms of the diagnosis as a color sound emotion odor the emotion part you're more you're not listening so much to what they're saying it's more the feeling in the room mm. so you're thinking about okay where does this person get stuck mm. you know you're in this hopefully a calm peaceful environment in the treatment room and but you know okay everyone can be a bit fearful maybe at the beginning but once things have settled down what is that dominant emotion yeah what is the thing that's really filling this room and isn't quite going and that's when you you're plugging into Kate what is that root cause what is the thing that when you that's jarring you that's that's not right here it's like that really like two people can turn up and they have exactly the same story you know so they come and they're going to tell you word for word the same thing but they present themselves in such a different way. And someone's going to be talking about this story and it's going to be really angry, you know? They're going to be really pissed off about it. And they're saying, this is fucking... But, you know, really, they're getting riled up by the sort of injustice of it. And someone else, the other person's going to come in and they're just going to be much more like, oh, I'm just so, so worried about it. Like, this is really... I'm feeling so anxious and distraught and this is really, like, I just don't understand it and no-one seems to understand me and I'm so... and. Can you feel the difference mm-hmm. of those two things? Mm. So that... And it can be so... I mean, that's exaggerated because yeah. it can be so subtle. Yeah. And when you tune into it, and it's being so aware of yourself, okay, how is this making me feel, you know? And I think the beauty of it as well is that things that we take for personality traits 
or kind of and we judge people and we're like oh god she does this and it's so annoying or he does you know blah blah, blah. in the treatment room it's just like that's all information yeah they so eat they, all of these things point to an element yeah right on a very like simple form they each are going to be information about what which element is out of balance in this person yeah because in chinese um medicine or in the five element um theory it's the whole idea that each organ it has an um, has a specific responsibility and role so obviously we know in the west what they do on a more physical physiological level whereas the chinese saw it more as their literal almost characters mm. that, within themselves and the unique, the balance, uh, you know, to to find balance within us, it's about the relationship with these ten organs we say and two um, two functions. So it's about that. What you're trying to do is you're you're almost like treating them as as characters, aren't you? Which have mm. specific. Well, yeah, roles. it's like it's the kingdom. So you have a you are a kingdom, and within it you have all the people, and they all have to be doing their jobs perfectly. And the king is just as important as the guy who's clearing out all the shit. Which is the testament. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's that everyone, everything's got a role. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all equally important, and you need all of them to be working well. Yeah. For it for you to be feeling in balance and in harmony. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of all just makes sense. So yeah, so, and yeah, the more because it sounds a bit wacky, or we have a kingdom inside us, but the more you learn about it, you're like, it just makes complete sense, you know? And obviously we know that the interconnectedness, you know, and the West we're not so much anymore, but we compartmentalize stuff so much, whereas the system sees us literally as we're all dependent on each other. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, that's what you're doing through treatment is you're trying to remind your system and trying to get them working together again and re-establish all those relationships so that they're communicating, so that they're they're doing things harmoniously. Yeah. Because that's how we view it and see it. And then it's more kind of relatable and really interesting as well. Absolutely. So as I was saying with the organs, not only because in Chinese medicine, they also govern emotions and kind of mental states. So that's where you would see more kind of, maybe personality traits or behaviours rather than being like, oh, that's so annoying, she's like that. You're saying like, oh, no, that is actually, I don't know, the lung or the large intestines screaming out for help or they've just got stuck. So rather than just being like, oh, that's just a fait accompli, no, you're saying like, no, that's a re- that's a really vital information for to help them. Something I want to just ask you separately, what's your favourite thing about being an acupuncturist? I think that's the two, if, we, if I can allowed to divide into two. Mm-hmm. Like one being favourite thing in terms of, like, when you're treating people. I think it's when you... It's, you know, it's, it's probably really obvious, is when you have... When you've noticed that someone's really, really changed and it's made a massive difference to them. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than that, you know, than seeing it just... This very simple, classic thing working so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And it... And, when you said it's just that, that absolute feeling I'm sure you've had it we've both had it many times right. where it's just like wow like this really because obviously we have self-doubt as well like sometimes yeah. I'm like what am I doing I'm an acupuncturist what the hell <laughs> really <laughs> so, <laughs> and then you have someone come and be like they've had one session and you know all their symptoms have gone away in one session they've been having horrible traumatic nightmares and they just stopped and you're like whoa okay this is this is something real that we're dealing with here. Yeah, um, you're doing good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so mm. exciting and it keeps you so into it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's the big, definitely, hundred percent, seeing people get better. But it's not also what I. 
it's not like, oh, I feel better. And that's it. I think it's almost the real, it's making people aware that, oh, it sounds almost a bit cheesy, but like they have, they are unique and they don't have to be, they've been so, a lot of people are so stuck or constrained in their own way of thinking, in their way of being, thinking that this is the only way that they can do things. And you're kind of almost liberating them and saying like, there's a whole world out there. Yeah, you don't need to and be restricted by all you this do, stuff. This is all con- self-constructed and you kind of open that up to them. And in a way it's quite, you know, we're not exactly con- trying to conform to the status quo here. We're trying to wake people up and be like, you have a life and go live yeah. it. And I think the wonderful thing is that it's got nothing to do with us. It's yeah. got nothing to do with us. We are not saying like, oh yeah, you need to break up with your boyfriend because he sounds like a dick or like, you know, all this <laughs> sort of stuff because I might be thinking that. But that's not my place to say. And that's why I think it's so beautiful. It's not giving advice or anything. All you're doing is waking someone up or facilitating a natural process so then they're more... And they work at, it out themselves. And then they work out yeah. themselves. And then they're so more good. kind of at peace with it. And even though it can be absolute chaos, but even though there's absolute chaos and everyone around them is like, what the hell is, are they doing? But they know that that's right within themselves. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about the whole philosophy and then I think the whole thing with wellness now, it's so like, I've got to do this and it's gone now again and like rigid lines. And again, it can be quite suffocating and then you're putting yourself into boxes and life just isn't like that. Mm. And I guess that's what the Tao, because this is, originates from Taoism and the five elements. It's like life is can be chaotic and there's order as well. And it's just kind of being human and just kind of living it. Yeah. Which I think sometimes people forget. I mean, myself included. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, girls, we'd love yeah. to discuss with you your healthy habits. <laughs> oh, yes, our healthy habits. Oh, God, yes. Can so, you tell us, yeah, what, what you said to us? So, what we came up with, because I say we're pretty relaxed about this sort of stuff. We don't see, we're not, um, I don't know, we don't like to put too much pressure on ourselves. Yes. We like to, like, go with the flow. <laughs> Tends to be our own. <laughs> Tends to be our own. <laughs> Four one one, um, but what we thought of it was the best is like the, Chi- the Chinese have a clock, um, which basically dictates when you should be doing things throughout the day. So it's based on natural law. Yeah, like based on way. natural law. It's like when these organs have most energy in them, um, and what like and the functions are doing at what at certain times of day. So the most obvious one is like you should be asleep before eleven. That's what they recommend because at eleven the gallbladder and liver kick in. And they I've do. got all these written down, by the way, so I'm, I'm going to test you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, go. go I'm, I'm joking. Go. Um, go for it. You basically want to be asleep for the gallbladder and liver to kick in because they're the ones who do all of the... They judge everything that's happened the day before and um, decide like the, the, what to take from that and bring on to the next day. And when you wake up, it's first thing you should do is do a poo. Everyone needs to make sure, wake up, do a poo. <laughs> then you have your... Why? Like, what's most active then? Because your large intestine yeah. has got the most energy in it. And also what's happening is like you are letting go of all of the shit from the day before. Right? <laughs> and you don't want to bring that with you to the, for the rest of your day. You don't want to be carrying that around. So you've got to get up and just say goodbye yeah it's all kind of basic stuff this is the thing and we kind of forget don't we so it's like this 24-hour cycle it's a it shows this natural law shows us how the the energy 
kind of goes around, circulates around your system within 24 hours. And there's two hours within the day where each organ is granted kind of peak energy so it can do its job most efficiently and most effectively. And then at the other time, it's at its weakest. Yeah, so 5 to 7 a.m. is when you wake up and literally it makes sense. It's like you shit out mentally and physically all the stuff from the day before because you've got this wonderful opportunity to wake up and be like, let's go again. The vacuum has... Let's fill the vacuum. So that's been cleansed, hopefully. And then from 7 to 9 a.m. is the time of the stomach, where we should be filling ourselves up, making sure we are plentiful of energy for the day. I mean, it's like making sure everything is full. And then from then you do your most activity, whether it's mentally, physically. You know, so it's stuff like this, all very basic stuff. But if you abide by those laws or those times and you do kind of click back into place and you know it's, it's quite an interesting one so many patients say and myself included that from 4 p.m 3 p.m and it's kind of notorious that there's this huge slump we all have everyone has that dip and in the Chinese clock it's quite funny the 3 to 5 p.m is the peak time of the bladder so a lot of the time what that's doing is exposing the fact and, and Chinese medicine the bladder is literally the reservoir for, of energy so it's basically exposing that people have just nothing in the tank yeah so if you just give them a simple they're also not drinking enough water. yeah so if you give them a simple thing of like you actually have to sometimes say to patients I'm really sorry I'm gonna this is your homework you're going to have to get up try your bowel move, bowel movement eat your biggest meal then and then you know drink all majority of your water intake before four so that the tank is full you're all these kind of really basic stuff that we keep forgetting and it's not saying like you have to go do your pilates class or you have to do this eat this green smoothie which is great because hopefully once you've got the basic balance you know the organs are working as they should then hopefully intuitively you'll be like oh actually i fancy going to a boxing class or Mm -hmm. i want to do this and actually going back to the question of how what I love most about the job is what you see naturally what people just do and how everyone is so different. Some people mm-hmm. be like, I've just started painting, you know, and they just, it just come. Whereas other people yeah. have said, you know, I've... Or like, I've stopped smoking. That was always yeah. fun. So yeah. I just realised like, oh, I actually don't crave cigarettes anymore. Like, that was so lucky. Or even just like drinking. Like, you know, you just don't want to drink loads. Yeah. You'll have a few glasses and be like, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to have more than that because your body's like, no, that yeah. isn't, you know, really, that isn't but that, fascinating. But then on the yeah. side of the spectrum, this is when it's so amazing because you cannot, it's the whole thing of no one size fits all. You get some patients who go out and have a bender and they have, that's what they needed. Yeah. <laughs> that is what they needed. That's the thing, it's like, that's you do need needed. things like that as well. So can you just, sorry, just talk sorry. us through the, sorry. the, <laughs> the clock. Yeah. yeah. Just I as I to test them. Oh, yeah. I want to say like, if I wanted to go on a hot date, when would be prime uh, time for flirting and socialising? Right, right now, Serena. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is this prime? What time is it? Well, what time is it? It's ten to nine. When yeah, the, no, it the is. window's so, closing. Between so, seven and eleven is flirting time. Oh, it's a long window. Mm. But this is so funny because I remember Jared, Ger- our teacher, who became a f- fertility guru, because it's so funny. Seven to nine pm through this clock is when we technically. Sh- ideally nature is saying we should be going out flirting socializing kind of opening our hearts to people and it's actually the time the stomach has the least energy you know it's literally it's it's kind of dead so it's funny that in our culture we're literally stuffing our faces yeah when our stomach's like when our stomach you know and we wonder why loads of us have low sex drive and like have digestive issues Mm, you know so there's all these things aren't they super interesting yeah 
Okay, I have another testing. Hang on. I like. I also like this one. Yes, that's nice. Okay, so <laughs> if I wanted to, you know, I had like, oh, I was moving house <laughs> and I just sort of left all my stuff in a room. I can't take this seriously. Oh, this is sorted. And I'm like, that thing. Oh my God. This is a small intestine. What time of day should I... You know, sort and organize. One to three. One to three p.m. And why is that? Why is that? Well, that's the peak time of the small intestine. So the small intestine is in charge. It's the official and actually, it's, it's actually a really interesting one. Official in charge of separating the pure from the impure. Ooh. Yeah, so that's where you get the the sorting from. So we should you? Marie Kondo our lives one yeah. to three p.m. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, well, sorting also mentally, yes, yeah. And, yeah. and sorting in your gut, <laughs> right? So in terms of like your your small intestine exists because you in, eat things which are impure, mm-hmm. and you obviously don't want to turn them into you. Yeah, so that's basically that's why it exists, and that's if we weren't eating impure things, you wouldn't have a small intestine, right? Yeah, that's another thing. It's also what we talk, patients, sometimes you have to say, the ones that always are trying to do everything right, you mm-hmm. have to say to them, like, your system needs to know what's bad in order to know what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some people are trying yeah. so hard to be good and right and doing it. God, we're not saying that everyone should be, like, rep, you know, reprobate, but it's important to know for the, the efficient, the organs love to do their job. They mm-hmm. want to work. Yeah. So they they want yeah. to be doing that. The more variety right you now. give the small intestine the more, the stronger it's going to be. Yeah. You know, if you do these things where you, like, limit yourself to any certain type of food and you never give it the chance to explore different types, you know, you kind of hear of those children who are brought up with, like, incredibly yeah. sanitised homes yeah. and they're yeah. never allowed to touch dogs mm-hmm. or the floor or yeah. anything and they just get sick all the time because they haven't been able to build up the barriers, defences against these things yeah. because the small intestine has never, ever had a chance to experience them. Yeah. It's a weak small intestine. I was in um, Serena's garden earlier with Serena's puppy just watching her wing for if she weed and she was just picking up things in the mouth and I was like yeah no it's interesting because we have to get you have to get yeah. through that don't you yeah. she's oh five God, months you literally learn the most from a dog from dogs or children just like get muddy yeah like no honestly like at what time of day <laughs> <laughs> play I don't know whenever probably circulation sex that is yeah. yeah I think when we share um when we share pictures of you guys on Instagram we should do uh, we should put the picture of the Chinese clock for people to see yes. yeah definitely so, so they can plan their days accordingly for that that's a good idea yeah definitely Serena asked that one and then, and but, then we'll um, wrap, wrap this it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I remember when I first started and uh, sorry acupuncture I was in such a like mental prison and it was so it was so weird it was like I just started way you know my body clock was so off so off kilter and I think the most amazing thing was that I just started waking up like when you should when the light natural light came in and I just remember just going downstairs and just like making breakfast but like a really good breakfast sounds so basic but and then I remember after that going for a walk and it was all these tiny little things that you're you're clicking into something and then from there it's just it seems quite there's more of a flow or it's Mm. kind of effortless Mm. I mean it's so weird it's so annoying because it can be that simple but sometimes it is a lot Mm. of the time the last thing I want to ask you before we set you free because I know that we could just quiz you on all of this for hours (laughs) on the list on the Chinese clock on the list of organs where in my body is my three heater (laughs) (laughs) 
So there are two things which are not organs, which are functions. So one is the circulation sex. Mm-hmm. So that is about the relationship between all of the organs, circulation sex. And the three heater is a thing which keeps it all at the right temperature. So like yeah, all of like your inner thermostat. Yeah, all of your organs need to be kept at the right temperature to operate. Is this called like San Jiao or something? Jow, they are the three jowls. The three jowls, yeah, yeah. Mm. So if San means three, then oh, we're, yeah. on, maybe, we're on to the right. Maybe it probably is, yeah. Because it's, yeah, we, we at the beginning of this, um, an initial consultation, we take people's temperature across their three jowl to make sure they're, because what you can often have is like someone will have a very cold lower jowl. You know, that's, you know, if they're having fertility problems, that's really telling. Um, it's not very... Where are your jowls? So it's below your tummy button, that's lower. Between tummy button and rib cage mm-hmm. is middle, and yeah. rib cage upper is up. Right. Yeah. We really need to do a video with this episode because yeah. so much of it has just been pointing to parts of bodies. But the three heater is all it, it, it's all over the body as well. Mm-hmm. But if you think of it on a physical level, yeah, it's your it regulates temperature, but also on an emotional level or mental level, it is the thing. You you see people and they just cannot read the emotional temperature. They're literally like because it's governed by the fire element, they're literally the burning right in your face. And you're just like, the, you naturally, there's this kind of, we take it for granted, there's just this ease and flow. You can tell when someone kind of wants you to back off mm-hmm. and you back off or you pick up on it, don't you, intuitively. And some people just don't. Yeah, personal And you're space kind of like, the, the personal space is out the window because their three heater is not, it's not regulating everything. They're not picking up. That's that's what the fire element does. It gives us that ability to kind of, you know, how you go into a fire and it's really nice. But imagine if it's burning at you, you want to run away. Or if it's Mm. gone cold, it's also... Mm. So you're looking at all these things. Okay, how does it work in nature and how is it manifesting within this person that's not working within them? So that is a really good example. Some patients, they are just not... They don't picking up on that space that personal space and it's got nothing to they they don't know they're doing it but also it's also, and also it's interesting how it goes the other way around how it's like when you're meant to be being really like come on, be smiley and like friendly and someone just cannot do it yeah and they're just being really cold and you're kind of like oh this is just a bit oh this is now a bit awkward yeah i don't really know what to do yeah um that's all comes under the same umbrella you know wow it's your fire yeah, it's, the it, fire it's kind of it gives that ease of relationships and communication. So that's what I'm saying. The beauty of it is like what we would be like, well, that's really weird. Or you're actually like, no, that's amazing information. Yeah. Gosh, it's so fascinating, fascinating, isn't it? I could literally quiz you for hours. Okay. As you know, every time I go for a treatment with Georgie and Grace, I sit there asking them a million questions and they're probably like, shut up. No, no but it is so good. good. It is so good. And I'm also, sure... it's really nice you're interested in it, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure... I mean, we could talk all day. I'm sure there's still a lot of people who have a lot of questions on all of this. So, girls, if people want to find you, find out about you... Where where should they go? To our website is the best place. There's loads of information on there and all our contact details. Plus, you can just book straight online. Like our calendar's up there, and you just put your details in, you can book an appointment. And we're going to okay. pop that in the show notes for you. Yeah. And you guys practice in Brixton and Vauxhall. Yeah. And we also have our growing Instagram page. <laughs> oh yeah, big it up. Yeah, big it up. I mean, yeah, we've got about five titles. <laughs> the Elements Project. There you go. And it's theelementsproject.com for anyone on who's interested. The website, the website, not on Instagram. Yeah, not on Instagram. That's yeah. Super. I I highly recommend a trip to see them as a regular myself. I want to do it now. You must. <laughs> 
And we're all going to be living by the Chinese clock for the next week. So join us. Yeah. <laughs> Super exciting. Thank Girls, you so much. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you so, so much, much for coming. Thank, thank you for giving us your evening. That's all right. Thank you for having us. Anytime. Great fun. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Massive thank you to Georgie and Grace for giving us their evening to chat about acupuncture. They are so fascinating and it's such a broad topic. We really could have talked their ears off for hours. If you are living in South London or you're happy to travel and you're in need of a little help, whether you've got something going on physically or emotionally, I really couldn't recommend them more. I have had so many wonderful treatments with them and they continue to help me on a weekly or fortnightly basis. So definitely reach out to them if you're interested to hear a little bit more. Yeah, they were so interesting. I was pretty blown away by it all. If you want to get the recipe, then head over to our Instagram at Kitchen Club Podcast where we'll post it there. And please keep rating, subscribing and sharing the podcast with all your friends. It really helps us to keep things going. Thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you, Grace and Georgie. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.